0: Hello everyone, Valeria, are you with me? Hey,
1: yeah, I'm here. How are you?
0: Um, I'm uh, excited about this one. I'm excited about all of them. All of 35, but this one is uh, extra important for all of us. Um, yeah, so let's just do it. We have so many people uh, to feature today, but all of them... Our basically our new family. So this is uh, this is truly an honor.
1: Yeah, I was trying to calculate um, when did we have our first broadcast right before today? And I still I didn't figure it out. But it's it it really does feel like, um, you know, almost like a family connection. It's been such a long time
0: absolutely so okay so we won't uh, waste your time this uh this time around for you know sharing doing check-ins and although that is a lovely tradition we will continue to do that uh with uh, other episodes for sure but let everyone else know what we're gonna do today here and uh what is the whole concept behind a season finale so i think uh I think it's important for us to take a bit of perspective what we achieved in these four months. It was uh, crazy um, for everyone, but it was also a good anchor personally for me to keep creating, keep doing something that helps people, that people love and people find useful. But we've also still a bit shocked at uh, at the accomplishments that we still managed to do despite everything. So maybe Val, do you want to share some of the, you know, self uh, self promotional stuff that we got <laughs> information for everyone else for you to understand what your support means, and especially our patrons and our sponsors, but everyone else who always every day shares the word about Ukrainian spaces. So what that allowed us to uh, make.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, as you guys know, all of this started just from a Twitter conversation between Maxim and I, and we were seeing loads and loads of, you know, stories being told about Ukraine, but very few of them being told by Ukrainians. So we decided that it was time to create a space where we could just in chill and relaxed way try and talk to each other, but also educate everyone around us about Ukraine through the perspective of Ukrainians themselves. And so, what have we done um, over the past couple of months? We have managed to have 35 live broadcasts, Um, we used to have uh, about three to two broadcasts every single week since the beginning of Ukrainian Spaces and almost since the beginning of this full-scale invasion of Ukraine. We have now managed to upload over 20 podcasts um, and our podcasts actually reach uh, even more people than our broadcasts, which has given an opportunity for people to listen and educate themselves in their free time um, and we've seen amazing response as well from that. Um, Maxim has been sharing loads about uh, the, the ranking and the rating of our podcast across different countries. Um, but essentially, in 10 plus countries, we're within the top 30 podcast rankings um, since we started this. And, of course, we've managed to uh, grow our team um, of people who are working on Ukrainian spaces. Uh, So Maria, who will be joining us shortly, is helping us out um, every day almost with with making sure that our patrons on Patreon are getting more from, from their subscriptions. And we now, as a result... Um, Apart from everything that I've already told you about, have 71 active patrons who are able, who are supporting us financially for us to continue um, doing what we're doing and to make what we're doing even better than it was from the very beginning. Um, And of course, the Ukrainian space's hashtag and the stories that are being shared by it continues to grow. And um, we now have over 2.5 million in social media reach on that hashtag alone so that's what we've done but i'll pass back to maxim to talk a little bit about what we're here to do today
0: yeah and by any by any means um this is that doesn't mean that uh, we're still not in need of support this is 100 volunteer uh project by Ukrainians do doing it and trying to amplify Ukrainian voices and decolonize some of Ukrainian conversations and despite that we have over 70 uh, patrons we would love to expand and more ambitious and to build uh, more of Ukrainian spaces in terms of broadcast and quality but also to support other Ukrainian creators and journalists and just regular folks educating the rest of the world about Ukraine during this genocide so please do spread the word and invite your friends to become our sponsors and if you also know some private sponsors please do also mention us and for today we decided to uh, opt out for this very i think important um, format of time capsule i think one of the things that I'm really scared these days, that I keep forgetting a lot of important stuff. And because of all the uh, stress and all the overwhelming with information, I keep forgetting what is important and it's harder and harder to uh, maintain um, you know, focus. And that's why we decided to uh, try to do so-called um, capsule. Uh, time capsule where some of our uh, ukrainian spaces family members will share something that is important to them that's something that they want to uh, say for six months time uh, something that they would love for them to hear in six months from now whether it's a reflection a memory a tip anything and i feel like we have a lot of stuff to share so i think we will start with that um first of all we we'll have um mariam with us mariam are you with us hey hey uh so mariam um you know quickly yes. reintroduce for everyone else who you are and we would love to hear from you uh what you brought up to us today uh for our time time capsule of ukrainian spaces
2: Sure. And um, first of all, I want to say thank you for for your work and what you're doing. I guess this is one of the most important what we can do in this during this war as we are not in Ukraine. And I, I'm, I'm just very grateful for everything that you are doing, guys. So um, what is important about me and who am I, I? I guess it's not very relevant right now to say that uh, with what I'm working or what is my profession or something like that. So I guess what is important right now, I'm Ukrainian. But I'm half Afghani also. Um, my family, my father was from Afghanistan. And I'm that part of Ukrainian society that it's not fully Ukrainian. And um, I guess I can represent also that Ukraine is very diverse. So I guess this is the, the most important thing that uh, can describe me right now. And of course, during the war, I'm trying to discuss the the, the topics of uh, imperialism and, um, and um, Ukrainian culture itself. Um, and, and after that I can I can share the, the the capsule idea am I right
0: yeah yeah please do so
2: I discussed this with um, I have I have two answers first answer is actually something from uh, my brother uh, I asked him about uh, about this t- today while visiting him um so this, uh, I
0: hope he's feeling better
2: I, actually I am right now with him uh, so he can hear me and he's waiting for me so Um, So first thing is that we shouldn't um, lose everything that we gained during this time. The feeling that we are um, working together and how united we are. This is very important. Just remember that we are united. And it's kind of fun fun because it was exactly what I was thinking. That uh, war is very um, interesting, I guess, um, also social event. During war, it's very typical to think that you are alone. And I guess it's very important in six months to not forget how united we are and actually that we are not alone. And the feeling of this loneliness is a a fake feeling that is actually also part of the war. And um, uh, I remember this phrase was uh, made by Ukrainian activist uh, Katerina Hantzuk. She said once, and I don't know how to translate it to be Mm. honest. I, I try to find the right translation. I didn't know maybe it's like come up together or stay close. But I guess this is um the verb that we can use right now in Ukrainian, but just in future it's very important to to remember to stay together.
1: Super amazing and thank you so much Mariam. You've been 100% for me personally, a great source of inspiration and, and support as well. So I thank you. Next, we have Oleg. Alexander. are you here with us?
3: Hi. Hi, everyone.
1: <laughs> hey, it's so nice to have you back. Oleg was one of our first uh, guests in one of our first episodes the first. ever.
4: The, the first. first. <laughs> yes.
1: And we're super happy to have you back. Um, and without further ado... Um, would you like to quickly introduce yourself and share uh, your time capsule message for for yourself or for us in six months' time?
3: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining in. I'm really happy to be back. Uh, Val and Maxim, thank you so much for, um, for this season, for introducing all these amazing Ukrainians to me, to the people. I think it's an extremely important job that you are doing. And I'm super excited about what's what's to come next. Um, so yeah, I'm Oleg Alexander. I'm a Korean-Ukrainian. I grew up in southern Ukraine, currently, unfortunately, occupied, but not for much longer, I want to believe. Um, and I'm currently in uh, Taiwan, working on several projects, trying to uh, promote Ukraine here. Um, specifically right now we're trying to uh, organize Ukraine's Independence Days Festival for the upcoming August so that's something that we're busy with Uh, just want to remind everyone that promoting Ukrainian culture at this time is extremely important because as Russians are going through our country, uh, occupying our towns and villages what they are also doing is they're killing the the Ukrainian identity trying to erase our language trying to make people forget who they are the very idea of being Ukrainian is a threat to them and it's become their ideology so by promoting Ukrainian culture everywhere in all spaces um, we're actually helping Ukraine win this war um, something for the time capsule um I think one of the things I really, uh, I realized during this um, time when Ukrainians have to speak is that I'm a very shy speaker. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, perhaps as a stereotypical, you know, East Asian Ukrainian, uh, the shy, shy, shy type of person who, who is kind of easy to over talk sometimes. And, I guess that You're would be the message I want to definitely Underselling.
0: <laughs> definitely underselling.
3: Well, that's the, the you know, the necessity that we have right now is we have to keep speaking. And that's perhaps the message I want to send to my future self. Uh did you say in six months from now? Yep. Six yep. months. Right. We don't, um, we don't
0: I don't you know, planning for two weeks or two days is impossible. Mm-hmm. So we thought that six months is gonna be widely radical idea. <laughs>
3: for everyone want to think <laughs> ahead. Um, well, to myself six months from now, um, who's hopefully in back in Kherson, in uh, the occupied, free Kherson, with his family, I want to uh, say, well, don't be shy to talk whenever there's a chance to to speak for Ukraine. Uh, to speak the Ukrainian truth, my own truth. Just um, have be, well, be brave enough to go out there, grab the microphone, because if you don't do it, then there's going to be a, a Russian liberal or a Western political analyst, whatever, who would speak instead of you, and then people will have another picture of the Ukrainian people that is not authentic. Um, that is our mission, I guess, to keep speaking, to keep addressing people, so that people have first-hand um, um, voice, Ukrainian voice, and our experiences defined through our words, um, not someone else's. And one more thing, Mariam introduced you to Ukrainian word hornimosha. Uh, I would like to introduce you to. Um, a, a, a quote by Taras Shevchenko, who can never be overquoted, of course. Um, In your own house, you have your own truth, your own strength, and your own freedom, or, well, your own will, if you wish. And um, that is something we have to remember as Ukrainians. Um, we have been conditioned not to speak our truth, And um, indeed, we have to do that. And whenever we have the chance to do that, we have to. Um, So that would be my message, I guess. And thank you all uh, for um, making this happen. And of course, thank you, everyone, especially non-Ukrainians, for uh, tuning in, for letting us be your um, Ukrainian voices. Um, Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much.
0: Everyone we invited is not just guests for us. These are people that we really in we are really inspired by, we respect, and we feel like they should be more amplified globally. So everybody who comes to on Ukrainian spaces automatically becomes part of our community and our family, and we keep talking and we keep exchanging, we're creating together something. And uh, Marishka and Stas are two one or two people who are in the definition of that Ukrainian spaces family. So, guys, Marishka, I I want to start with you. Are you with us?
5: Yeah, sure. Hi. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, very nice to hear your voice. So go ahead, please. I mean, you know, uh, reintroduce quickly yourself to everyone else, although I'm pretty sure everybody within Ukrainian spaces community already know who you are, but Nevertheless, and also share with us your time capsule message for today.
5: Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks again for having me here. I'm very, very glad to be here and to listen to your voices every time. I'm very happy to do it. Uh, I can feel this uh, solidarity and a kind of strength uh, from all the Ukrainians all over the world. Uh, and I'm really grateful, uh, that you're doing this, uh, for all of us. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Marichka. I'm a co-founder of, um, a small project, uh, UA explainers. And also right now I'm a project manager of a new project, uh, Ukraine war archive, uh, that is making by, uh, docu days. Um, yeah, I think that it's two most important projects for me right now. Um, You know, I I thought a lot about uh, your questions and what should I say to all of us in a half of a year and to myself too. And, you know, for me, these times, uh, a lot of it is actually about people because um, I knew that Ukrainians are very... uh, very great people but right now i can feel it every time when i'm i don't know when i'm looking through the uh twitter feeds or uh news or something like that that ukrainians are superheroes and i don't want us to forget this feeling uh it's very important for for us to remember that after this war after we will win this war uh There will be also very difficult times, and it's very important, uh, very specific aim, and we are working on it. But in the future, uh, I guess that when the war will be over, it's kind of easy to forget that, okay, right now we can do uh something for ourselves and maybe we can forget this the price of this freedom but we should never forget the price of this freedom and uh do not forget to tell people that we love them that we respect them uh not afraid to tell people about our feelings because i know that personally i Usually, I forget to tell people that they're wonderful, and uh, right now I'm 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 learning to do it again, and I want I don't want to forget how to do it, uh, you know, just to be in my own thoughts and my own problems, uh, something like that, and also um, I want to tell everybody that um, there are gonna be some. Hard times, but we should never forget that we are Ukrainian and it's and it and we have this superpower Because I remember that after a year of Maidan, I guess that we lost it Uh, even that we were very uh, United and together uh, We kind of lost it and i are really afraid to lost it again to lose it again. So um, Don't 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 be afraid to do anything that you want to do because uh, if you have some plans or some, I don't know, thoughts to do something, just don't be afraid and do it. Uh, yeah, I guess this is my two messages.
1: Thank you so much, Marichka. And for everyone, just to make everyone a little jealous, I, I know we've said this before, but uh, I think. The fact that we actually were able to, Marishka, Stas, Maxim and I, to meet in real life and transfer our online friendships into offline friendships has been a big highlight for, for me personally as well. Um, and I'm sure I'll meet, um, Maxim and I will meet more and more of you guys um, as the time goes by. I hope in six months we'll say that we've met everyone uh, who's joined us on this call today. But um, Stas, we'd like to ask you now as well to... Um, Briefly introduce yourself and uh, tell us what is your message for for everyone in six months.
6: Hey, hey, everyone! Uh, so nice to be here. Also, wanted to say congratulations on your first season. Uh, again, I want to join all these kind words and say that Ukrainian spaces have been uh, a huge discovery for me, and it's it's such a therapeutic, you know, experience to be here and to listen to uh all the fellow ukrainians so thank you again for doing it uh yeah my name is stas <laughs> uh, as Marichka already told i am a co-founder of ukraine explainers uh where we write these small explanatory guides uh about the context surrounding the war in ukraine uh we're on a, on a temporary pause right now because of some personal uh stuff but i hope that we'll be back very soon uh, yeah uh about the time capsule that's a very interesting you know thing. I was thinking about it for a couple of days now. Uh, one of the things that came to my mind was that uh I would really like to preserve and remember the feeling that I had at the beginning of this war. I mean there were a lot of the emotions were just terrible, but I remember very vividly this feeling that uh we had we had it all, you know, before before the invasion began. It was this feeling that we had a good life with all, like we had all the complexities, all our you know personal little issues. But so many of my friends, so many of people whom I spoke to, they all said the same thing that you know we actually had it all and and we didn't value it enough, and and suddenly it was all gone, or or suddenly it was all like. Uh, under a huge question mark. So I want to preserve this feeling. And at the same time, I would like to to remember that these times are gone forever. <laughs> I don't want to sound too depressing. But uh, when Ukraine wins, and I'm sure this is going to happen, uh, when our cities, our towns are going to get deoccupied, still we are not going to be the same. And we're not going to you know, be able to return to February 23rd. 2022 and and it's fine you know it doesn't mean we can't build something as good as it was or even better i really hope that we are going to build something better you know as as people as individuals and also as as a society in general so yeah i I guess these are the thoughts that i wanted to put in into this time capsule uh also um you know Mariam and o- Alexander they thought of some quotes and they're like very beautiful quotes and, I, and it got me thinking right now like okay do i know any you know good quotes if, if we're doing quotes maybe i know something
0: uh, you can put it there put it there
6: well i don't have any wisdom with me like it's not a great wisdom but i stumbled upon a tweet that uh, basically just used a line from Taras Shevchenko's diary when uh, where he said that he wasn't able to, wasn't able to stop himself from eating a a whole lot of pelmeni. (laughs) And I guess that's what I want to leave you with. Like in in half a year, in six months, please don't forget to to eat. Please don't forget to drink water. Uh, You know, keep hydrated, keep your body fit because uh, we're going to need all our bodies right now and later as well.
0: yeah thanks thanks man that's um, that's a very that's a cool thing to put there in the time capsule and i think like i i also want to remind everyone like everyone here everyone from ukrainian space's family everyone every ukrainian who's listening here and also foreigner i think one of the things that really always drives me every day that every ukrainian i know these days is literally the best version of themselves I've ever seen. And this is a very important thing, and I want to channel and uh, really um, you know, add up to what Stas says, that this is something that we need to remember when time passes, when peace comes, when victory comes, that these are kind of the versions that we need to cherish and uh, keep coming back and develop. Uh, because this is beautiful to see all of you um, thriving despite all this unimaginable fucking horror that we face every day. And uh, this is a powerful thing to do. Um, Thank you, Stas. Um, I think uh, now we can um, maybe ask uh, Maria also to share her time capsule. Maria, you with us? Hey.
7: Hi. Hi
0: uh so you know you're the core ukrainian spaces family now but uh <laughs> can you can you share quickly with everyone else especially those who join for the first time who you are and uh also please share with us we will be really honored to hear your time capsule message for today
7: yes of course thank you so much guys for having me again it's really such a uh, a pleasure to be among such brilliant minds such brilliant ukrainian voices um i'm really honored uh, for those who don't know me my name is maria i'm from kiev uh, i came to canada as a student in high school and i've more or less been living here uh, since then <clears throat> and my family is all still in ukraine um I have a master's degree in Eastern European studies and I work as a translator, a documentary translator for an American network for PBS. So right now we're working on a documentary, <clears throat> excuse me, on Mariupol. Uh, and I, and I help support some of the behind the scenes, um, production here with Val and Maxim. So, uh, that's a little bit about me. Oh, and the last thing uh, I have, uh, I run an Instagram account where I try and share uh, elements and facets of Ukrainian culture and history, uh, preserve Ukrainian culture through various posts and also educate uh, in particularly non-Ukrainians and non-Eastern Europeans. About the legacy and ongoing Russian colonialism. So I think that's I think that's how much and yes. I meant.
0: <laughs> yes, but I was going to like I was waiting when you will mention your superpower and your fantastic <laughs> social media influencer and an, you know on Ukraine and this is uh, yeah this is the first thing to mention <laughs> in my opinion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh,
7: go ahead. Thank you so much. Some- hmm. So. It's really tough to follow some of the things that everyone has said because they've been truly uh, all of the things that I feel as well, um, in particular Oleg and Marielichka, what you said. I I really feel that, um, so I won't repeat those messages, but I think what I'll say is a message for non-Ukrainians, and that is whether it's today or next week or next month or six months from now, Please stop asking us about Russia and Russians. Please stop expecting us to, in the middle of ongoing genocide and 300 years, 600 years of, of Russian imperialism and colonialism and the erasure of Ukrainians, please stop expecting us to, and the erasure of Ukrainians. Please stop expecting us to reconcile a relationship with Russia. With Russians, um, please just drop the term uh, "brotherly nations" from your vocabulary. The thing that I want to impart on on listeners, and um, and I don't think that I speak just for myself here, but I really want to impart that Russians are irredeemable. the The relationship with with Russia with Russians is irreparable, and In my day-to-day life, I see so many posts on Instagram and on social media where, you know, there's these hearts and and half a heart is the Ukrainian flag and the other half of the heart is a Russian flag or two puzzle pieces and, you know, half a puzzle piece is the Russian flag and half a puzzle piece is the Ukrainian flag and people are calling for peace and I want to say that without... Uh, Without victory, without Ukrainian victory, without justice, there can be no peace and I really want for folks to understand that uh, peace is predicated on our victory, which I know that we will have, I know that it's coming. but I really, really ho- hope that people will understand that this constant barrage of asking us to sort of reconcile or speak about "quote unquote" good Russians or to be forgiving of ordinary Russians this needs to end. This this needs to end yesterday. This needs to end February twenty fourth. Um, so. I think that's my message for going forward. And otherwise, uh, I just want to say that I'm I'm really proud of how all of us, how how all Ukrainians have rallied. And again, like Maryshka said, the the energy that we had, the stamina that we had with the Revolution of Dignity, we have that again. We're seeing it now. We're seeing it play out, <clears throat> and we can't lose that. This is very precious um this energy is very precious and it's something these are roots that we need to lay down and we can't forget this in six months time in a year's time um these are roots that we need to lay down for i would say the rest of our lives and um seeds that we need to plant for the next generations yeah absolutely That's
0: sunflower seeds plant them yes
7: exactly
1: Super Thank powerful. You so much. Thanks, Maria. Um, we're super honored to have Romeo back with us. Romeo, your episode broke our the internet uh, for us. It was one of our most listened to um, episodes. I think you really some of the stuff we discussed really hit a nerve, and we're just happy to have you back with us um, today. Uh, and we just wanted to ask you as well if you could quickly reintroduce yourself and and add something to our time capsule and. A message for us to remember six months from now.
8: Sure, yeah. Thanks for um, having me on, and I really enjoyed being on the last time. I'm glad it was <laughs> such a popular episode. Um, for those listeners who may not know me, I'm Romy Kratsky. I'm the managing editor of the New Voice of Ukraine and the co-host of the Ukraine Without Hype podcast, uh, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Where. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, But in terms of what I wanted to say, uh, it's something, one of the things I've been thinking while it's been really weighing heavily um, over the past kind of few weeks or so is the the notion of resilience, I think. Um, There is, or at least in my mind, um, I am trying to make peace with this kind of um, intellectual understanding I have that this war will not be over quickly or, you know, I pray it is, of course, um, but I am really afraid that that won't be the case. And as a result, we need to, and I guess I'm speaking to Ukrainians here, is we need to not falter and we need to not um, start giving in to cynicism um, or defeatism. And to kind of just stay strong despite the, the ongoing tragedies that we see um, in our headlines every single day. And of course, the, the personal tragedies of every family that suffered um, from Russian attack. Uh, my cousin is a uh, soldier in the armed forces, and he's currently recovering um, from a, a shell wound to his head. Uh, and he may not, never be the same again. Um, but watching him kind of fight to to regain himself and to to regain his capabilities and fight to get better uh, to get better really made me think about what we have to do as a nation because we will be scarred and we we are being scarred right now we're being traumatized right now and this is not a swift process there's no easy and quick victory here um, but it is incredibly important I think it's really critical to remember that at at the end of all this we will come out a stronger and freer um and more equal nation that the russians what the russians want to do to us cannot succeed in principle because the ukrainian spirit will never allow it to succeed uh ukrainians are freedom loving maybe to a detrimental extent but that love of freedom will never go away it's never going to fade no matter what anyone does to us And I think remembering that in our darkest days and our darkest times, whenever um, you see a piece of news that just breaks you or whenever you think you just can't handle it anymore, remembering that we will. It's not that we will win, because of course we will, but we will win better and we will be better and we'll be stronger at the end of this, no matter what happens. Because that's, that's what the spirit of Ukraine is, that's, what, um, that's the spirit that burns in, I think, every Ukrainian heart.
0: I wanted to thank all of you because um, a lot of folks listening to this, you don't understand how much coordination and how much effort on all of the, of our behalf, you know, all of the people who are speaking today, uh, it took uh, to people for to people to join at the same time from all over the world, and some of you are on front lines or close to front lines in not safe environments by any means. So thank you so much for uh, taking this time and in, in, in coming and sharing your time capsule messages, despite everything and against all odds, which is again, a very quintessential Ukrainian thing to do, uh, to speak up against all odds. So thank you. Um, now we will move on to Kvitka. Kvitka, are you with us?
1: Yeah, hello.
0: Hey, very nice Hi. to hear you. Thank you for joining um, of so. Course would you mind please uh reintroduce uh everyone um who you are and yeah. maybe i'm so sorry my voice is a bit trembling uh it's been a very emotional hour and it's uh i don't think i even slept well thinking about how we make sure that it works and it's powerful so yeah uh, sorry for a bit rambling um mm-hmm. there so you reintroduce <laughs> yourself to everyone else and share with us please your time capsule message for the next six uh, months.
9: Yeah, of course. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me back on here. It's always a pleasure to be you know i mean to be speaking with you guys and you know and whatever emotional response you're having to this conversation now is also perfectly valid just wanted to say that um but yeah my name is Kritka. um i'm a ukrainian i'm a ukrainian student studying abroad um amongst other things i'm a co-founder of a cultural initiative called the shadows project where we essentially just try to start conversations in ukrainian culture and history with ukrainian youth um, but above all, I think you know titles and and job descriptions aside. I'm just a Ukrainian who's fed up with Russia um, infringing upon the existence of now four generations of my family, and I'm trying to do anything I can to put an end to it. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, when uh, Maxim, when you had messaged me about this episode idea, I have to say I was a bit. Um, unsure of what to say exactly, because like you've said, you know, it's hard to predict what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone in six months time. And there's also just so many things to discuss and to reflect back on even now. Um, So just kind of got me thinking that there's a couple of things I've learned over the last couple of months that I think are worth sharing. Um, The first is that and to which this episode is a testament, really, is that often you will find like-minded people that inspire you to keep learning and improving in places you least expect. Um, I, for one, didn't think Maxim would not only respond to my DM thanking him for his work on shedding light on Russian colonialism, but also invite me along for a conversation on it, on Ukrainian spaces. Um, But now I'm here, and I couldn't be more grateful to have virtually met Maxim and Val and all of the other guests on this podcast and to have grown together with them and to have learned from them. Um, But another thing I've experienced, and I'm very serious when I say Ukrainian spaces has played a huge role in this, um, is I've grown more confident in demanding to be heard as a Ukrainian, um, navigating media and academia, which time and time again overlooks Ukrainian voices. I've grown more confident in asserting myself as a Ukrainian first and everything else second, because there's no more defining element to me. Um, And when I continue my studies of history and politics, I do so primarily through a Ukrainian lens, and I think that's um, incredibly valuable. Um, as for the um, the time capsule, I want to tell myself and the rest of our listeners, but especially Ukrainian ones too, a couple of things. Um, the first is that knowing myself and knowing all of us really six months from now when the world becomes too much as it does on a daily basis and when crying is the only response you're capable of conjuring up, And when you feel that emotions of all kinds are um, bubbling up inside of you, and most of all, when you feel desperate, um, when thinking about the things that could have been and the things that aren't, and you're telling yourself that you should be calmer and, you know, used to this at this point, that you should be rational, um, be patient. Um, What we've gone through and what you've gone through and what you'll continue going through for the rest of your life as news headlines and people's stories conjure up um, very vivid memories of the war and its beginnings and force all of us to relive days we wish we could bury deep in our memory again. Um, it's the mental equivalent of knowing it's a never fully healed wound. It will hurt and it will keep hurting and it's important to remember that. But it's also important to not get mad at ourselves about feeling because that's what makes us human. Um, I don't I would like to remind myself and all of us in 6 months time that we shouldn't run away from our emotions and to remember that as always we will overcome the same way as my great grandparents did as my grandparents did and so forth. It won't be easy. Um, like Romeo has said, the war will not be over um, and it definitely will not be over the moment the physical war is done. We'll still have, you know, cultural and, and social spaces and informational spaces to navigate and to fight in. Um, but we will overcome um, but along with that, I'd like to tell myself to not go over into overdrive, um, to know my truth, to respect my boundaries and demand respect for myself and for other Ukrainians, um, to remember that Ukrainians are more than worthy and deserving of having a seat at the table. What we have to say matters and is important and should be listened to. And I hope such is the case six months from now, I know as long as things like um like this podcast exists and as long as ukrainians like Maxim and val and every guest on ukrainian spaces keeps speaking that that will be the case um so my second note to myself and to others is to remember our worth as ukrainians and keeping these conversations going um and also exactly what mariam had mentioned to remember this feeling of unity with other Mm -hmm. ukrainians um I've never met anyone involved with Ukrainian spaces, but my heart swells with pride and joy and love every time I hear all of you speak and reflect on your own experiences. And I think this feeling is very precious and we should you know, build up on it. Um, and I have faith that we'll do everything in our power and reach a point where Ukrainian voices are heard and respected and treated as equal. And finally, I think another thing I'd like to say is to always, always remember and think of those who have come before us, those who paid the mm-hmm. price for my freedom, those who died so that I could live. Um, we should always carry their memory with us in anything and everything we do. And finally, to hop on the trend of using quotes, um, I'd like to end this time capsule message just with a phrase my grandfather always ends his calls to me with, which is throughmain Musa. Um, that's all we can really do, I think. so.
1: We've all realized that Ukrainians are not just like this homogenous group of people who are the same. We're actually super different with different opinions, perspectives, expertise, and, and it's just been so amazing to learn more from from different people over all this time. Um so last but not least, we have Tatiana who has joined us um just now. Tatiana, are you with us? There we go. <laughs> hey hey. Yeah, talk. hey thank you so much for joining us uh we love having you with us always and you've been oh. an amazing amazing uh person to support us over the past months so if you don't mind would you mind yeah. introducing yourself and uh adding to our time capsule your message um to us and yourself in the next six months
4: Sure. Well, firstly, I'm honored uh, to have been included in in so many of your episodes and just to be included in this group of uh, fierce uh, and vocal Ukrainians. It's very important to me Um, just to kind of it's it's so empowering. Um, I am. My name is Tatiana. Uh, My last name is Denford, but my maiden name is Um, Bisik. i am a first generation uh ukrainian born in new york uh from my entire family uh is from uh zakarpatya oblast um um so and i'm an author a translator a writer um yeah i'm so that's me um and yes i'm in new york now but uh i feel as if i'm I, I feel slightly sad that I'm not um, in Ukraine as a lot of us do, but um, I'm here and I'm doing what I can, um, you know, and I, I there's so many things that I feel like I, I can't, maybe I cannot articulate because it's so emotional uh, for me um, to have seen kind of, uh, unfortunately, the circumstances evolve the way they have since February um, but the thing for me, the thing that I've kind of learned over, um, the last few months is that, um, I, I honestly believe, and I'm, I am witnessing in real time, uh, something it evolves, something quite extraordinary evolve for the, a wave of younger generation Ukrainians and what the future kind of holds for us, because, I do think this is a watershed moment uh, when it comes to the world, especially Western media, seeing Ukrainians as human beings and not caricatures misrepresented in the media. Um, because I uh, grew up being kind of pushed aside and saying that I am, oh yeah, Russian is Ukraine. You know, it's oh you're so you're Russian and Ukrainians are a bunch of gold tooth farmers and um, all they do is sing and dance in like their farmland and nobody really really understood and now suddenly it takes something like this uh, where we say enough is enough and I honestly think that uh, we it doesn't matter if you are living in Ukraine or you're living somewhere uh, across the other side of the world I think we are finally. The way I can explain it is, I feel like we are taking our outside, uh, taking our insides, and letting them live on our outsides. Finally, we are not blocking out dark histories. We are not hiding, looking over our shoulders because our grandparents have had to. You know, we are we are forcing ourselves and others to learn from this and to, to keep Ukraine on the tip of the tongue and not in the shadows. You know, and. I think it does help, it adds an element where we have a president who is leading that movement and he is so much representative of how we are addressing the channels on social media. We are not being represented by some dusty old politician, but someone who understands us, who understands what we want, what we need, who we are, um, who is promoting our art, our music, our language, our culture. and I, I honestly, I think this is one of the most important things I've seen in my lifetime. You know, my 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 parents are still almost numb to it because they can't believe this is all happening in real time. They almost don't trust it because of their PTSD from living in, you know, from escaping a a Soviet country. Um, and my babcia was never allowed that. She was always hiding, assimilating, looking over her shoulder. She was just, we were, I kind of grew up in this small Ukrainian bubble in our community. Um, you know, and I uh, i think sometimes I still, there's a remnant of me feeling apologetic, where I hear my voice and I sound so American and not like my parents would say, which which basically means, like, you don't sound like you're <laughs> from Ukraine anymore because our, you know, my accent has been flattened. Uh, but, and yet, I, I still speak Ukrainian. It's my first language in many ways. Um, and I think I am uh, tired of, of feeling like I have to apologize for sounding American. We are the diaspora. We're all over the world now. And I think Ukrainian spaces yes. has has allowed all of us to reach out to each other and say oh ms we're, ms we're we're all together in this there's no there's no judgment in what you sound like or where you live we are all together in this and i think that's been one of the most eye-opening and empowering things that spaces has allowed us all to feel i believe
0: That's became kind of uh, the main mantra behind Ukrainian spaces. We start and end all the time with our favorite question about what it means to be Ukrainian. And Mm -hmm. for all the questions and all the answers that we got, never, never, not once it's been, oh, because I'm ethnically Ukrainian, because I speak Ukrainian, because I was born in Ukraine. That was always about some set of values that we all share. And my heart is overjoyed to finally see that all Ukrainians of all different backgrounds that were born in different places kind of come into their Ukrainianness for for the first time together. And we all acutely feel it and we all know what Ukrainian means for us. And it's all about values first and then already um, some other stuff. So thank you so much, Titana.
4: No, no Master Shaw, like it would been an honor.
0: <laughs> thank you. OK, uh, so we'll have to wrap up. Um, and uh, there is no more, you know, there's not no bigger honor for me than to invite Valeria to share her time capsule message for us and for the rest of Ukrainians and for Ukrainian spaces community in six months we forged our you know friendship over this creating this you know trying to make sure that ukrainian voices are heard and go mainstream and this kind of friendship uh forged in these darkest hours is something that i do know that i will cherish and try to support for the rest of my life so thank you so much for being with me through the literally the darkest shit we've seen in the recent three months four months so yeah please uh,
1: no, no pressure after share. that no pressure
0: <laughs> Share. it doesn't have yeah it doesn't have to be about me <laughs> no, no. you no. can share your time capsule message for sure. i Go you ahead. know
1: what i was i was so like i was right before the episode i was like thinking about what i wanted to share and i even wrote it down so i'm gonna actually do what I never do and read it out to you guys because this is a lot of pressure and pressure because I'm going after so many of you amazing amazing people who have shared their messages and it's just like it's just amazing to see how much we have to share with the world so I think for me I basically over the past four months have started discovering and experiencing my Ukrainian identity in a very different way Um, Because I left Ukraine when I was 16 um, to study and yeah, I've been back loads and I've spent six months in Ukraine at one point. But I still basically spent most of my adult years, like formative years abroad. Um, And I know, Maxim, you spoke about inferiority, complex and, and loads of other things. But essentially, I think what Ukrainian spaces have allowed me to do is really to discover my identity um, differently by just hearing stories from all of you of an incredible, you know, Ukrainians covering so many different topics and so many different aspects of being Ukrainian, from literature to politics to art to history, like we to economics to so many different things um, that I never I never thought I would, you know, delve so deeply into. And I'm just really grateful for everyone um, for allowing me to discover myself. Uh, through what you have been sharing. And I just want, I guess, everyone to remember that discovering our identity and building our identity is obviously an ongoing process. It's not, you know, this static thing like the Ukrainian identity. It's something that evolves and progresses and changes and is different for each one of us. And I think we just should remember that. And I'm really interested in seeing in six months well where we'll get with that. Um, and of course, just to say that Maxim, I've already said this before, but Maxim has been doing an insane amount of work in making Ukrainian spaces happen um, and has been leading a lot of it and just super grateful to you for for keeping all of us going um, and sharing and, you know, sort of discovering our identity together. But I'm going to throw it right back at you and ask you to round us off and finish off with... Your message um, for all of us. No pressure, right? No.
9: <laughs> Never. <laughs>
1: um, thank you, all of you guys.
0: Uh, a special. This is a special episode for, of course, first and foremost, because we wanted to make it for and by Ukrainians as uh, as much as possible. But it's also for non-Ukrainians to kind of have a real window into what is happening with us what is shaping us and how we're all profoundly changing as Ukrainians going through just this genocide and trying to win on top of surviving. And uh, as a journalist, for me, it's always kind of a bit of an anxiety there because I hear and I and I see and I read so many stories and sometimes I feel this is extra important to document as much as possible. So as a true journalist, I want to send to and place to this time time capsule a quick story that happened to me uh, just several days ago. I was on a work trip um, in Amsterdam and we had this, uh, you know, work dinner. This is something that people who are not Ukrainians still having. Um, And I uh, I was there and I was talking about something in Ukraine. There were other Ukrainians there. And I described the situation... That became an instant trigger to me because I was describing um, a scene that I saw on Prague streets with a refugee Ukrainian kid falling on the ground because they got scared from a flying over helicopter in a peaceful Prague. And instantly it just triggered me and broke my heart and I couldn't just sit there and I just rushed outside. And I, I sat on a curb and, you know, tears, you know, just, you know, crying and sobbing because you know, we can compartmentalize so much about this genocide and this war and what are the reasons and why they're doing it and what the, what's the goal. But at the end of the day, it's very hard as a human being to compartmentalize why the simple reason of you existing is enough for someone to kill you and to kill your family and erase every place you love, every building that holds intimate memories, and yeah, this is kind of thing that you know breaks you very often, and especially if you're abroad, you just want to scream out loud. That how how can you people continue your lives when you know we're going through something like that? So I'm just crying there, and the second you know I feel this hand on my shoulder, and I turn, and it's um, a Ukrainian colleague that we weren't very close before. And she just like, she said, like, can I, you know, can I sit with you? Can I just maybe give you a hug? She doesn't ask anything else. And she gives me a hug and we cry a bit together. And then we share stories about Ukraine, what we love, what we miss, how we want to go back home and what our home is going to look like afterwards. And instantly, I mean, I feel instantly better, of course. And I instantly feel that I'm ready to keep doing what I'm doing and fight and live. But also we instantly became friends that we both know we will be friends forever just because of that very moment that we shared. That pain that we shared and the the moment of overcoming that pain. And I feel like this is a story I want to remember because this tells a lot about Ukrainians and Ukraine in general, that we keep forging those relationships. We keep living, we keep supporting each other no matter what. And we build new friendships and we build new relationships and we will eventually build a new country out of all of this horrible fucking horror, because this is exactly what Ukraine is all about. And this is a story I want really to preserve and save there because I wanted to remember it as often as possible.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. Yep.
0: Well, and thank you so much for everyone to making sure that Ukrainian spaces are still happening and it's a success. And hopefully for season two, it's going to be not hopefully we definitely make sure that it's going to be even bigger success so what you can do you can still uh amplify us with ukrainian spaces hashtag you can amplify uh, the our podcast episodes that are literally timeless and we will restart with you know, sharing the best the most brilliant the most amazing ukrainian voices that not necessary. you will hear elsewhere to make sure that they trend globally yeah yeah so uh i think that's it um i think uh the only thing that is all, always there at the end is slava Ukrainian.
1: hello i'm slava <laughs> and see <laughs> you guys soon hello i am slava
0: <laughs> love you all guys Slava <laughs> bye bye